You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. We're going to wrap up our lesson on the children's ministry of Jesus. This is the 15th episode. I hope you've marked all of these places in your Bible and that you'll remember them and maybe go back and refer to this. And if you know anyone who has any kind of a calling toward children's ministry, make sure that they hear this series. This is some that I ask you to share. Share this one. This will be very important to someone. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 21, uh, verse 16 says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise. This is the seventh connection between the Lord and children in the Gospel of Matthew. It starts for us in Matthew 21, 14. Now let me set the stage for you. This is the day where Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey colt. It is the triumphal entry. It is on a Sunday. It's also known as Palm Sunday because people were waving palm branches to herald the arrival of their king. The Bible says that after Jesus had gotten off the donkey, he went into the temple. He cleansed the temple. But then in verse 14 it says, Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? These are the words that would be used to herald the Messiah. And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you never read? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. Wow. Now what in the world is going on here? Well, there's a miracle taking place, and the, the day is a miraculous day. The, there's more than one miracle. I think one of the first miracles is that Jesus sends his apostles to go find this donkey colt and to untie it and to loose it. And if the owner of the colt asks you, say to them that the Lord has need of it. And he told them right where to find it. Well, this was supernatural. And they found the donkey colt, and they brought the donkey colt to the Lord. And the owners were fine with it. Now, this is amazing to me. Because the Scripture talks about Jesus coming into Jerusalem on the back of this little donkey colt. He's not riding a big white horse. He will do that in the book of Revelation 19. But here, he comes in humility before he comes as the lion and the conqueror. Zechariah 9.9 Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king comes unto thee. He is just and has salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Now, I've been to the old city of Jerusalem, and I know many of the buildings there are not 2,000 years old. They're not the original buildings and streets that were there when Jesus was there. But some of the streets are there, and some of the streets are of the width that the original streets would have been. 
those streets are not very wide. And anybody who has ever, ever been around livestock sees the miracle here, that Christ was able to ride on the back of this donkey colt in this street that is packed with people. Everyone is yelling, Hosanna to the son of David. They are waving these palm branches, and this donkey colt is not having a fit and running away, but is actually cooperating with this. It's an interesting thing. You see it in the Gospel of Mark in the early verses, that Jesus seemed to have some kind of a special knack with animals. And uh, it was said, uh, this is apocryphal, but it was said that he could tame any kind of animal. And it seemed that the wild beasts were with him in his temptation out in the wilderness, and he knew them. And they knew who he was. So this donkey colt knew this was the creator uh, riding on his back. Zechariah prophesied the manner, the miraculous manner of this never-before-ridden colt that could handle the packed streets of Jerusalem. That's miraculous. Here's another element. Daniel prophesied the exact day that this would happen. He gave a countdown that could be figured to the day, and the countdown began when the commandment was given to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. Not the commandment to rebuild the temple. It's the commandment to rebuild and restore Jerusalem and the walls. And that was given on a particular day. You can read about it in the book of Nehemiah. And so 483 years to the day would have been that Sunday that Jesus came and presented himself to the people of Jerusalem as the king. Luke 19, verse 41. Now as he drew near, he saw the city and he wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially, pay attention to this, in this your day the things that make for your peace. But now they're hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you and surround you and close in on you on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation." Earlier, he said, this is your day. So this was prophesied and forecast to the day. So his words make it very clear. Not only was the coming of the Messiah something that was knowable, but the very day that he would come and he showed up. You know, uh, the Holy Spirit prompted uh, Simeon, to go to the temple on exactly the time that Jesus would be there with Joseph and Mary when they were offering sacrifices for his birth. So uh, this was a knowable time. Uh, When Jesus entered the city, the common people and the pilgrims who were there, they heralded him. Uh, Matthew 21, 8 and 9. Let me read this to you. Uh, Matthew 21, 8 and 9. Uh, It says, A great multitude spread out their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes that went before and those that followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So the parents and these pilgrims are praising the Lord. And they're not only just saying glory to God, but they're actually saying by these 
phrases, you're the Messiah. That, that's a, what the son of David is a term for the Messiah. So this is something that they, they did. They, they recognized him as such. So he cleansed the temple, and then he began to do miracles. In Matthew 21, 14, it says, The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And uh, these are conditions that you didn't see healed in the Old Testament. You saw miracles of healings, but you didn't see any blind eyes being opened up in the Old Testament. It was prophesied that the Messiah would do that, and now here you see it. And so this was extraordinary. So then what the children did, where they begin to cry out and say, Hosanna to the son of David. This was extraordinary. And the children were fulfilling Psalm 8 and verse 2, which says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the the enemy and the avenger. Now this is uh, commentary. Uh, Jewish commentary on the Exodus and on the crossing of the Red Sea. It is said that when the Red Sea was crossed and the people were delivered and Pharaoh's armies were drowned in the sea, that even the babies knew it. (coughs) And the little babies were praising God in whatever uh, way they could because all of the little children, everybody saw it. They, They knew it. Now, They asked Jesus, do you hear what these say? And he did something that's very typical Hebrew. He answered their question with a question of his own. Pardon me. Alfred Eidersheim says this. It is perhaps one of the grandest of the grand contrasts of the Psalms. God opposing and appeasing his enemies, not by a display of power, as they understand it, but by the mouth of young boys and sucklings. First uh, Corinthians one twenty seven. this is God's way. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things of the mighty. In other words, God uses these little kids to witness the Messiah. He could have caused thunder to fly and lightning bolts and everything that opposed Jesus to fall to the ground. He didn't do that. He used these little children to come in. And by the way, they weren't just any little children. They were the children of the people who lived in Jerusalem. And some of their parents were in opposition to Jesus. And here they are. And they are seeing all of these people worshiping him, hailing him as the son of David. They didn't come up with this on their own. I was reading this one time, and I said, Lord, Lord, kids don't say Hosanna to the son of David all by themselves. How'd they get this? And I heard the Spirit say, read the first part of the chapter. So I went back and read it, and there it was. The adults were saying it first, but then the children came to the temple, and when they saw Jesus healing these blind people in front of their eyes, and they saw Jesus causing these lame people to get up, these little kids begin to just worship the Lord, and they begin to praise Him. And as they were doing this, then their own parents and the older generation of the city, the leaders come, and they say, do you hear what these say. Adam Clark says this, it was a common thing among the Jews for the children to be employed in public acclamations, and thus they were accustomed 
to hail their celebrated rabbis. This shouting of the children was therefore no strange thing. Only they were exasperated because a person was celebrated against whom they had a rooted hatred. Psalm 8-2, remember, says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. <coughs> How did ordained strength come to be said? Perfect praise. Well, the word ordained in Psalm 8-2 is from the Hebrew yasad, number 3245 in the Hebrew and Strong's. It's translated ordained, perfected, established, settled, to consult, to sit down together, to found. The idea is that any issue of major importance can be settled and established by sitting down, and it is something that even young children will say. And the criers in the temple were not Jesus' followers. They were the young children of the residents of Jerusalem who were caught up in the majesty of His glory and the majesty of His power. And they were offering perfect praise. They were ordaining strength. They were establishing for the Father that this is His sign of approval. And that's what 1 Corinthians means when it says God has chosen the weak things of this world to confound the wise. Seven times, seven different times in one gospel, we see Jesus talking about, ministering to, instructing us about children. Now I want to ask you a question. How can there not be children's ministry? How can there not be? If our Lord made this so much a part of His own ministry, if everything that He is given by the Father, He in turn gives to His church, why then is it not possible for there to be millions of people employed in children's ministry and to be considered honored and esteemed because it is something that Jesus himself did, something that Jesus himself recognized and celebrated. So I give you this idea that children's ministry is as much a part of Jesus' ministry as pastoring. It's as much a part as the ministry of the prophet. It's as much a part of his ministry as the ministry of the evangelist. Jesus ministered to kids, and you cannot take it from who he was. That's all the time I have for this lesson, but I hope you'll take it and share it with as many people as possible. Thank you very, very much. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below are going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.